0: Welcome to The Ripcord Moment, a podcast focused on empowering owners to optimize the outcome of their business succession plan and achieve their perfect landing. For most owners, the majority of their net worth is tied up in their business. And yet many struggle to create a plan that maximizes the value of their business with their personal financial plan. As a seasoned advisor for over 20 years, I help guide owners through the exit planning process with both their personal and professional goals in mind. When it comes to succession planning, there are numerous factors that play a role in passing the reins to the next owner of a business. And in this podcast, we showcase the owners and their team of trusted advisors that have navigated these challenges, structured successful deals, and ultimately achieved their perfect landing. welcome to the ripcord moment i'm your host joe c2 today we're joined by scott snyder scott is the president and co-owner of the exit planning institute he's responsible for strategic direction overseeing the company operations and chapter development i've known scott for a number of years he's a lifelong entrepreneur in fact he started his first business at the ripe old age of 17 and actually had sold it by the age of 24 believe it or not Mm -hmm. uh you know scott welcome to the podcast you Partnered with your father to acquire uh, EPI, the Exit Planning Institute, where you and uh, Chris, your father, have created this formal training program called the CEPA, the Certified Exit Planning Advisor designation. It's something I've actually gone through and really bringing this sort of formal methodology to the space of business and succession planning. So excited to have you today. Looking forward to our discussion.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Really excited to see this be on the show.
0: So, you know, we just had the national summit uh, yeah. where we had, I think, five, six hundred uh, uh, You talked a lot in one of your keynote speeches around personal purpose yeah. at the summit. How has finding your purpose really impacted uh, your business and how you think about succession planning?
1: What a great opening question. So, yeah, this is obviously something top of mind. And if you saw me kind of speak at the summit, I, I kind of got a little vulnerable, right, kind of sharing a little bit of my yeah. entrepreneurial journey, particularly over the last couple of years. And I think that made a pretty bold statement, certainly in front of my dad, too, who, who created this methodology. I said, look, I think that one of the things for owners for to really get activated inside of the value acceleration methodology, a big part of that, and maybe even one of the, I went as far uh, to say, I think one of the missing components is that owners need to find purpose. It's something crazy. Like when I started doing research for that very speech, something like 70 to 80% of Americans walk around with no sense of, of purpose or meaning in life. And I think that it's a critical piece to the overall methodology. So as you know, we believe in having three things aligned, right, business goals, personal goals, and personal financial goals. And really to me, if you, if you don't really understand personal purpose and vision and, and your core values, it's actually kind of hard to get all three aligned because I think that as a business owner, we're operating in all three of those elements as well. And I think it helps us drive the way in which we run our companies as well on a day-to-day basis. So I think it has like short-term impact and I think it has impact on long-term value, both on a personal side and on a business side as well.
0: Yeah. I love this concept. I mean, you know, thought leader Simon Sinek has uh, really yeah. gotten out there and talked about, you know, finding your why I'll tell you, for us as an organization, one of the things we did during the pandemic was worked on our personal whys and that our company exactly. annual, uh um, uh, holiday party. We actually shared them, and it was really compelling to hear uh, each of our our whys. And it's I love the fact that you're bringing this in. You're really into the the fold uh, as well. You, I, I think your company, if I if I think yes. I saw correctly, released their purpose and mentions talking about helping to work with co- creating companies of significance rather than just yes. success. So, talk to us a little bit about what you know why that is critical, mission critical for EPI. Yeah,
1: yeah I think just kind of leading in from, from finding purpose, right? Once I found my personal purpose, it's actually impacted our entire business. I had We did the same exercise at the end of, uh, I guess it was, same kind of, to, kind of, kind of time frame in the heat of the pandemic. We kind of came together that fall of 2020, all 20 of us at EPI working on our personal purpose. And it was shocking, actually. Not only did I not have a clear personal purpose, but there was... I think maybe one or two people at EPI that actually had one. But once we did that, and I think it's a kind of, a, I'll mention that story because it led into, okay, now that we have all these personal purposes and vision, what kind of company do we want to be? So it, it led us to actually look at the the personal or, or the company purpose and, and 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 really who EPI was both internally and then externally to all of our SEPAs and really all of the, the community. And we said, look, if you know of EPI, you've understood maybe the past 10 years since dad and I bought EPI, the, the, the purpose of EPI has been a lot of calling change the outcome. Yeah. And to me, you know, what does that really mean, right? What outcome are we actually trying to change? So it makes, makes you peel the layer back. And what I think it really boils down to is that at the end of the day, a lot of business owners have very successful companies, right? If you just talk to them about it, they probably most of them would feel pretty successful in their entrepreneurial journey, right? They seemingly have great customers, great employees, uh, they have, you know, good, they have good cash flow, they have a nice PL, or maybe even a solid balance sheet. But then when they go to sell their company, what they find is that they either got to take a haircut, so they're not getting what they want for their company, or it's gonna take much longer to sell their company because I have to build some value, or unfortunately, sometimes not even sellable or saleable at all. Right. And and they're kind of slapped in the face and they're like, What do you mean, Joe? Like, I have a really great company, nobody wants this thing. Mm -hmm. That They only focused on likely income generation and not value creation. They only focused on being successful year over year and hitting a growth plan. And they didn't think in terms of, okay, how does that eventually affect the strategic value of my company? And then how does it relate to me personally and what I do in the next act of my life? And so, yeah, we looked at our company and we said, look, honestly, for EPI, our our purpose is to drive more significant companies. and, And we chose to do that through educating folks like all of you and bringing you guys together in a community that are all like-minded advisors, because as a business owner myself, it's kind of like this rising tides raises all, or it's kind of like that saying about it takes a community to raise the kid. Right. Sure. And I think that business owners, myself included, need guys like you because we certainly don't know it all. We know our craft for me, professional education, content, and events, but all these other components that go into exit strategy are so complex, honestly, that, it takes a team of experts so, so yeah so we really looked last year at, and really two years ago changing our purpose we've been trying to live it uh 2021 and, and into into this year well maybe we could actually pivot the conversation there to
0: like sure. we, we know the technical proficiencies right for like you know if you need to get your books cleaned up you either get a cfo for yep. hired or maybe you're you're leveraging your cpa when you yep. tackle the estate planning component we know there's somebody that wears that hat you yep. know financial planner right we know how to model out creating a financial roadmap for a client when you, you know, you bring in the investment banker, all those, but yeah. the there, who would you look to, or maybe who did you look to as your coach, as the facilitator, as that, that expert who helped you craft your why, because it's such a, it, it's a vulnerable thing and it's something that,
1: um, yeah, it's a bit unique. It is. So there was a couple of things. So what I knew at the time, so I didn't really know that I didn't really know my personal purpose, right. I, right. I feel like, I'm pretty. I feel like Joe. I was like in tune and everything, but I didn't. We preach at EPI, writing stuff down, written strategies. But uh-huh. I can say that I didn't really have a written set of core values or a written, a, a, a written vision. And although we had a really nice pivot during the summit, our company had a really nice pivot. I kind of stepped back and I looked, and you could just tell, right? Being the leader of a company, you could just tell something was kind of off. And so I, I fell into this called this transformational leadership training through a, a group called Initiative One Leadership Institute, and a, a gentleman named Fred Johnson, who you met at the summit. Yep. And I, his program was to help teams come together, have a better communication system, and to make quicker and more informed decisions across the entire company. And I said, as a business owner, like, yeah, that sounds like exactly what we need. When I got into the program, it was it. instead, before we could tackle anything like that, we had to step back and look at who we were. So he said, Look, I could give you all the systems, all the process, I give you all the training, but we have to understand who you are first in order to be a better business leader. And so that's how I fell into finding my personal purpose. And I I went to the extent that I'm a pretty extroverted dude, like sitting around by myself, I start to go crazy a little bit. I love human (laughs) interaction. And so for the first time in, in my life during that time period, this would have been 2020, 2021. I went away on a like a personal reflection treat. I literally got a cabin here in the like woods a, in Ohio, mini sabbatical type of right? thing. Yeah, just like yeah. just by myself. Legitimately turned it off, turned off the computer, and just and and just started to write. Okay. I hiked around. I took a backpack for the day and hiked around to different cool locations in the park. Was like you know that overlooked the lake at one point and just had a nice quiet time. I just started jotting down what I wanted to do in life and and, and kind of trying to, again, kind of connect the dots, right? I'm a big bucket list guy too, but like what kind of meaning did that have in my life? And what I found is that whether it was in the business, in my personal life, as a family man, as a friend, as a mentor, my life has been all about driving experiences for people and helping them get to their experiences uh, and bringing experiences into my own life. So I found that, you know, I exist to really be a catalyst for experiences for people which was shocking to me because we're in a business that drives transformational experiences for professional advisors and owners. Yeah, And so I found that, you know, going back to your original question, I found that simply by getting myself into a professional program that allowed us to kind of spend time on that on a regular basis. But I want to pause real quick there. This is not something, I mean,
0: you, I'm guessing you may not have gotten to the same conclusion had you just done it on
1: your own. Like you, you actually... Got I, think a coach coach. Training. I think it's just like exit planning, Joe, like, yeah. or it's like financial planning or anything else. It's like, again, as a business owner, I think one of the things that we could do as business owners is is realizing that we should relinquish some control and that we don't know everything about everything. Yeah. Like Again, I know a ton. I could tell you about professional education. Yep. I could tell you how to put on a great event uh, and I could tell you how to create really good, inspiring content. But. I couldn't tell you how to find my personal purpose and i think that once you kind of relinquish that control a little bit and again get a little vulnerable and say man like i really don't know about this but there's people out there that do do. so let's invest some time money resources and make it happen so the the pandemic as bad as the pandemic has been for many people there is some kind of silver lining in it that i think it made a lot of people think a lot differently in life yeah for me it was about personal purpose and it was just seeing my people in my on my team and in the office, just acting a little differently. That made me say, look, I think there's something missing here that we need.
0: And so, yeah, yeah it was a,
1: it was a formal program uh, that we were able to go through that really gave me structure, just like the value acceleration methodology of structure and, and exit planning.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you from my experience and having done the SEPA in 2018 and um, working with a number of owners that, you know, I became an owner myself of Morton in 2014 right. um, as a second generation owner when I'm having the conversations with people that the, the business aspect and the, the technical stuff around the personal financial planning um is relatively well fleshed out. There's a lot of yeah. material out there where I think, and I would agree with you when what I took away from the summit was the personal aspect for the owner is one where I think our methodology could improve collectively across 100%. the board and needs to incorporate more professional training coaches like a Fred or whoever else yeah. or Simon Cynic type.
1: Right. right.
0: Help those discussions and to help that along
1: for the owner uh, as well. So I'm excited to see where this kind of goes over there. Yeah, so am I. It's maybe me and my dad were laughing after the summit too, because I think it could be one of my contributions to the overall methodology, right? Totally. Along the way, is that I do. If you looked at the the training program, if you looked at the book, and dad's down in Florida right now writing a, a second version of Walking to Destiny, which includes some of the stuff that we're talking about today. Because again, I think that particularly for the baby boomer generation, right? These folks that are in their 60s and early 70s, uh, you spend a lifetime really being a business owner and you spend almost a lifetime, certainly with hobbies and stuff, but very disconnected. Remember, 70 to 80% of Americans cited that they don't have a a clear sense of purpose or or meaning in life. And I think this is one of the problems, right? Is that we spend a lot of time on personal financial planning. We spend a lot of time on business growth, but we never spend any time like on ourselves and saying like, well, what is the meaning and, and, and why am I here? And I think once you unlock that, it gives you different goals and objectives in life and it gives you and it gives you different goals and objectives in your business. And it kind of makes all these three things kind of come together. So I truly I do believe that it could be the missing piece to really unlocking a more of a value acceleration-centric lifestyle that helps you get to this significant company. I think it'll be an interesting next few years to see how it all comes together. Why do you think most
0: owners don't have a detailed plan around? this personal aspect of their
1: life as part of their exit plan. Yeah. I think that, I think a little bit of it's generational. So Joe, you know me well. I love talking about generations. So I do, I, I think it's a little bit generational. Um, but I also think for the, for anybody across any generation as a business owner, I think that your business owners, uh, like another child for you, it's your baby. I think that business owners love running their company. Like I love, like I was away for a week in Disney World with my family last uh-huh. week, and you were jonesing to get back, <laughs> right? Well, honestly, as much as I enjoyed that, it was the first time in a long time that I truly kind of shut it down so I could be with the family and be present. But I can tell you by like we were there for seven days. By day five, I was actually like missing my people. I was missing hanging out with guys like you, Joe, and I was I was missing like if you looked at my desk right now, I have the Colorado State of Owner Readiness Survey, the data all sprawled out on my desk as I author the report right now, and there is a massive lack of planning inside of this Colorado state of of owner of owner readiness, uh, inside of that personal side as well. So I just think that owners don't concentrate on it because again, I think most people would consider most owners would consider themselves pretty successful. They have nice things. They have a good business. They do probably cool stuff, take good vacations, might drive a nice car, second home, a boat, an RV. They have cool stuff. And it's kind of like what I said at the summit. It's, it's like, unbeknownst to you, it feels really good, right? Your flight uh-huh. seems good, but if you're operating in kind of a disjointed way, you don't really know it until you actually find purpose. And it just, for, at least for me, Joe, it provided so much clarity and just like a, like a, a moment where you're like, man, if I let this purpose and these values kind of guide me a little bit, like saying no to more is easier and saying yes, yes to the right things is easier and you don't feel bad. You're just like, I'm going to say no to that because it just doesn't fit. And this doesn't is, fit. It this yeah. doesn't fit for me. But I think that most people are like almost blinded or, or like cloaked by a relatively successful life and company. They don't, they don't feel that they need it until they lose their company because they sold it and they go, well, who am, who, am I? who I, am I? I identified for 20 years as a, as an entrepreneur, as like this company that hangs behind me. That's what I found back then. This, My landscaping company was my first company. I ran that for almost 10 years. And when I sold that, I felt accomplished as a 24-year-old guy. But then I spent like the next six months like, well, who the hell am I? Because I went to horticulture school. I loved getting out there with the guys. And I was busy year-round plowing snow in the wintertime here, here, here in Cleveland. And then it was all gone one day. And you're like, shit, I let my business define who I was. Who well, am like right?
0: about this? I, I? Yeah, I, I mean, in some ways, I, th- I think I'm hearing two things from Scott. One is it's like your perception of reality shifts when those things that you define as right. real out there are no longer there. And they were yep. real, but now they're they're the, the circumstances around them have changed. That asset is owned yep. by somebody else, or it's you know, and the business itself has been sort of the level which people right put their identity well, on, and that is their purpose. And it, that it is. sounds like you have been able to go to a deeper level within yourself yeah. to craft a purpose that, while EPI is a, um, I guess, in, in alignment with it. Yeah. You would, if EPI didn't exist hypothetically, you could take your purpose and apply it to something else and 100%. still find fulfillment.
1: Hundred percent, and I do right. So, like, I I'm, a, I'm certainly a business owner. Uh, but I'm an avid soccer player, still play very competitively now, and I coach. Right. I didn't know that. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm an avid soccer. I mean, I'm the old man of the group now, Joe, so like Thursday, thank 30, God, 30 or think I'm 36, going <laughs> 36. on 37. But I'll you tell go. you, man, we play pretty competitively, so I got these like young bucks coming out of college that yep. like don't go pro or anything, but they want to play in a highly competitive league, so I get pretty okay. beat up. But I play indoor. I play arena soccer, so it's like five – It's you guys – down in your Southern California, you get like the San Diego Soccer. That's your your big major soccer league. Really. So, but anyway, so but I could, I could apply it to there. Uh I and and uh and I, I just think that you're right. I, I what I shared with people at the summit is like I'm an ordained minister as well. So like I shared in that aspect of my life. Yeah, and so yeah, if if EPI didn't exist tomorrow when I woke up, I could I have I have a more purposeful life in many aspects. Yeah. Of, of who I am as, as a person. And I think that, again, it's just it's just online. And I'm glad I got maybe blessed to find it at 36 years old, right? Because I think many owners don't find it until yeah. after they sell their company. But I also sold a company fairly young at 24, which made mm-hmm. me start to think a little bit differently. And honestly, I know the audience that's listening is going to say, Scott, you're probably biased, but I really want to, you know, for the owners, particularly listening, surrounding yourself with really good advisors like Joe, really help you to think differently. And that's why it's so critical. When I'm sitting here reviewing this data, Joe, there is uh, 78% of owners uh, don't have a board of advisors. 63% of owners have not sucked out any advice about exit or or transition planning. And something like uh, 44% have no formal advisory team really at all. They have an attorney and a CPA that they meet with on like a quarterly basis. They meet there with their attorney when they need something, some something of of a legal matter. And so the other thing that I have the bias towards, or I have the early blessing with is that my dad created the value acceleration methodology. So I've been running a business like this since I was a kid, but I can tell you there is, I know it's gonna come off as bias, but I I would love to drive home to owners that surrounding yourself with a really good outside advisory team, it makes the difference because they push you to do things just like see Fred Johnson. They they they
0: cause you to, I think there's a level of accountability. Yeah. I think it helps too. With a couple of clients I've been working with where we do that on a regular basis, I see them. I saw the best quote. I was gonna forward it to you yeah. maybe a, a couple of weeks ago, and it said, Are you a business owner or a firefighter? Yeah. And it's yeah. right because True. the owners who yeah. don't operate with uh, some sort of strategic framework like the value acceleration methodology. Yeah. If they're doing it on a day to day basis, all they're doing is putting out today's firefights and playing in this sort of this field. Yeah. we want to try and get owners thinking up at a strategic level so they can start to plan ahead, anticipate, Absolutely. be proactive, drive value into the company. So I agree 100%. with you 100 percent. And that's yeah. where uh, a formal structure or formal board of advisors can certainly uh, help facilitate that and take the company and the owner to the
1: next level. It, and it does. I think that they they provide great advice and stuff that you're not stuff that you're just not thinking. It, it almost to your point allows you as an owner to kind of step outside of the business, be a little bit more visionary and strategic, and ping things off people that you might think are, are more peers. Yeah. Uh, and and so I just I think that one of the other things when you kind of asked me like how did you were able to find that certainly it was a formal program, but it was also the use of really good advisors that said, Scott, I think there's something missing for you. And yep. if you try this training and you kind of, you know, and, and, and I'm not a big, like, uh, like clouds in the sky kind of guy. So it was very you hard. You're not, Yeah. You know, it was, it was very hard for me to be vulnerable and say, okay, let me really start to peel the lay of the onion back, ask why a lot and keep trying to find it. And I'm telling you people are just going to have to believe me that when you found it, And it was written and then a new sense of core values came out of it. It's like just you could it's you could see it. I've never been more passionate about my business and just generally about life. It just changes who you are for
0: sure. I mean, as an outsider, right? And and you know, we see each other a couple of times a year, whether it's on Zoom or in person at these summits. And I will tell you, your your presence on stage, your message was hands down substantially different. Yeah. Um, this time around, than in years past, not in years past, they were great, but it, sure. this, this time it resonated just on a, a deeper level.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. And I would say that it was. And, and yeah, I think that's a good observation because it's all it was also almost like less rehearsed. It was literally like yeah. it just came out and yeah. I was like, hey, guys, I want to share this with you. Sure. And here it is. And it was. Yeah, it was. I appreciate you saying that because it was Absolutely. certainly a different summit for us this year.
0: Good, good. Well, Scott, you know I call this a ripcord moment because I'm a okay. firm believer that when owners go to exit their businesses, they get most of them only get one shot. You may be in that rare uh, company, mm-hmm. yep, and that maybe. plan, uh, that that parachute can't fail. That ripcord's got to work, uh, which is uh, why we got to have the advisors, why they've got to use the value acceleration methodology. And so I always ask our guests for two pearls of wisdom, two action items that owners should think about sooner than uh, sooner rather than later that they do if they're contemplating a succession event. So what would be your closing words of wisdom to our guests?
1: So I have two, one on the business side, one on the personal side. So the personal side is going to be what we just talked about. Find your purpose, write it down and begin to live by it immediately. It'll change ev- all aspects of, of your life, business, personal and financial. My last thing for, for business owners, I would say you should begin to understand the value of your business, not just know it and if you don't know it you definitely need to know it and then you need to begin to understand it and for me that come that every owner whether you're approaching the harvest of value in the exit or you're maybe younger like like me where you still have a long runway before you want to exit knowing the value of your business will create a more successful company today and a more significant one when the time comes of exit so know your va- understand and know the value of your business by conducting an annual kind of discovery event, which is like a diagnostic of your entire company. It will change the way you operate for sure.
0: Yeah, the great pearls of wisdom, Scott. Go ahead and wrap it up today. Thank you again for your time. And uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. This is Joe Two from the Ripcord Moment, and we'll catch you next time.